Palm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about a newest sponsor, Missouri Sports Bar and Grill. They've been in business for over 40 years. They're located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They're the new home of the XFL STL Talk Show. Give them a call, 314-202-8791 if you want a place to order. Remember, they stay open at 3 a.m., and they're going to be the home where we'll be doing our tailgate for home and away games. That is Missouri Sports Bar and Grill, located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They make you feel like at home because you are at home. Hey, folks, the A-Train here. You know, if you're a fan of the In The Zone Network, you need to get your hands on some In The Zone Network gear. Folks, we got T-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, mugs, and accessories. And it's all here for you, our In The Zone fan. So get the latest In The Zone Network gear today at the In The Zone Network online store. Remember, your order is backed by Teespring's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go today at teespring.com slash in-the-zone-network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to the real in the zone network. This is it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Josh Price. A um, little bit of a special episode today. Definitely wanted to uh, come to y'all to give a, a quick tribute to now the late, great Kobe Bryant. Also joined by one of the other biggest Kobe fans that I know, uh, my big brother James Williams. James, how you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me. Hey, no, not not a problem at all, man. So, um, actually, James, I'll let you I'll let you start, man. So, really, talk to me and the people out there about you know your intro into the Kobe Bryant and, and your Lakers fandom and kind of how you got to rocking with. Ninety six. Yeah, yeah. We we could take it back, man. For sure. Uh, I, I was nine, so. You know, coming into the – I was watching that draft. So, you know, being drafted by the Hornets and then yeah. being traded to the Lakers. Um, so, I was able to watch it, his whole career progress. You know, of course, you know, everybody was a Jordan fan because, I mean, the Bulls was killing it. But right. to us growing up, like, that is our Jordan. You know, yeah. Jordan came in the league in, what, 84? Yep. Yeah, so, so I wasn't even born yet. So, you're not right. – you get to watch somebody's whole career transpire, man. And I know – he modeled his game after Jordan, but I mean, to me though, and you know, we argue about this all the time. Right? Yeah, I mean, Kobe is, I mean, to me, he's the greatest player of all time. You know, and that's me being biased because, like I said, I am a Kobe stan. <laughs> uh, but I mean, right. everything Jordan did, I mean, it's not too much Kobe couldn't do. I mean, when it comes nice. to footwork, Kobe was a better. You know, we talking about defender. They was they was pretty equal. Yeah. Um, scoring outside shot, Kobe had that. So if we talking about you know just like athleticism, of course we get at the Jordan. Oh yeah. But and then just that that you know that Mamba mentality, which is what we call it now. But right. he had that all twenty years. For sure. So you know he was just a beast even as a rookie when he couldn't even really get on the court. You know he came in. His goal was to take over the game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know it was just. Like I said, he just – those memories for me, man, it's just been crazy because, like I said, all, growing up, that's all I knew was Kobe. Facts. And, like, even for me, so you said you were 9 in 96. You, you might feel old when I say this, but I was four years old in 1996. <laughs> so my my first real, like, basketball memories is, like, I guess, like, tail end of the 97 mm-hmm. season going into 98 and, you know, the 98-99 season or I guess what ended up being the lockout. But – so I see the literally the very tail end of Jordan. Yep. So I, Michael Jordan, while I, and I tell people this all the time, I will never get into 
the Michael Jordan LeBron debate because I've seen literally the totality of LeBron's career. I have I only have the physical remembrance of like I was Tell at this in. spot yep. watching Jordan in his last finals appearance. Yep. So Kobe for me, like you said, that's my mic. Yep. I remember NBA courtside on Nintendo 64 with Kobe Bryant on the cover, and that was my game. <laughs> like that. And so the Lakers and, and kind of how I got into that fandom, that was the first roster I knew top to bottom mm-hmm. in 98. So um, watching Kobe growing up, and I think the, the thing that really resonates with me as a fan, not even you know a lot of people would you know, talk about how selfish he was or how he didn't pass the ball, this, this, and that. One thing Kobe never did was he was never going to blame it on nobody else. Right. When it went wrong. And he was also going to be the first person to step up and like, look, when we need to take it there, it's on my back. Yeah. And y'all can live and die with me. And that was something that I always loved as a fan because it's like, look, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, going out here and doing everything 100% the right way every single time. But at the same time, we know that as a team, y'all can trust me to go out here and do everything I can for y'all. And that's a different type of selflessness than just averaging six or seven assists a game. Exactly. Um, But it was something, you know, as a basketball player, somebody that was looking to get into the game of basketball that I could really appreciate. So, um for you now, James, and talking about actual on the court moments, favorite Kobe moment for you is what? Oh, man, that's tough, man. We could we could talk about the. Uh oh, he got one. He got. That. I got one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's probably one of the greatest on court moments in Kobe's history, against the Orlando Magic in 2010. When he had that riff with Matt Barnes. Oh, yeah. The inbound. The pump fake. Uh And he never budged. Never budged. You sitting here to tell me I put a ball in your face. If I do that to you or you or anybody in this room, you're blinking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You don't flinch. He did not flinch. I'm talking about no things from (laughs) eyelids moved. He stood there. That's a snake mentality. And I am not a Kobe fan. I was not a fan of Kobe Bryant. For a couple of reasons. One, he played with the Lakers. I'm, like, I'm just going to be real. I'm one of the Lakers fan. Yeah. But I respected the mess out of him, though. You know, he was able to get the two championships without Shaq. He was yeah. able to get the three that when he was with them. But that moment right there, it showcased Mamba mentality and made me hate him even more. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. He loved that. That's what drove him. Yeah. You know, and when he sat there, and if you watch the, 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 the moments beforehand, he was getting away with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Oh, yeah. But that's how Kobe played. And Kobe, if he was able to get away with it, he was going to do it. And that's the thing with him. 20 years in the game, dropped a 60 ball. I mean, uh, I'm sorry if I'm taking away what y'all got. No, you... But a 60 ball, you know, in his final game, those are moments we won't forget. But that one in 2010, never forget it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah I definitely think the uh, the last game was crazy, you know, especially coming out there to Achilles. Yeah. You know, I mean, he took he took a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he's, Kobe still did his thing. I would probably say what's the conference final against the Blazers, throwing oh, yeah, up the hoop to Shaq. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite moments. Um, and then just the personality, man. You know, you can go on YouTube and watch the videos of him just, just dogging cats out in practice. Man. You know, just, just embarrassing folks. You know, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to dominate y'all. 
And I'm going to talk crazy to you, tell you how sorry you are. Oh, yeah. And make you cry. Throw away your sneaks. <laughs> right. You know, take the and you had the respect. Like, room, as right. a grown man, how you had to let somebody take your shoes and throw them in the trash. Yeah. And you and you do nothing about that. That's a different level. Because you got to respect it. That's Kobe. Facts. And so, really, for me, I think my the one lasting on-court memory I'm going to have for him is – him turning his Achilles, walking to the line. Free throws. Shooting the two free throws, making them both, mm-hmm. and then walking off the court. Yep. Because we've seen every other example of how people respond to that injury, and it's not that way. Did you think it was the end when he did that? I thought it was. Yeah. I So my instant reaction was when it was an Achilles was, okay – Best case scenario is he's going to come back and just be like a role player. Yeah, he's off 15. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, some nice minutes either off the bench or starting, whatever, but come back, be a role player, and just kind of ride out whatever time he got left. Um, And clearly he showed me that was not the case. But um, that was my initial thought. I don't know if that was the same for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then another favorite moment, um, actually the last season, I actually got to go down to Houston and and watch him play the Rockets. That was probably one of my best moments, and that was like vintage Kobe. Like okay. he came, out, he was busting. Yeah, yeah, he was he was killing. Yeah, and that was you know they were struggling. You know, like I said that was his last season, so we all kind of knew, you know, this was gonna be it. Right. But yeah, it, for like a, a a half, you know, this that, that <laughs> right. was Kobe. Yeah. Now, so we, I also remember we drove oh, from man. well Cape to St. Louis to Indiana. Yeah, but five we went, and a half. This was the season when the Lakers had the White Howard and Steve bum, Nash. Boom. We drove we drove to Indiana and they were on the second night of a back to back. The night before he played Atlanta, maybe not the second night of back to back, but two games and three nights. Mm-hmm. Either way, the game before he twisted his ankle against the Atlanta Hawks. So we didn't even know on our way up here if he was playing that night. We get to the arena, they announce, okay, Kobe's playing. He comes out, I'm watching him in warmers. He don't look right in warmers. We could tell, like, okay. If he plays, it's not going to be the couple right. we really want to see, but we appreciate it just for the fact that he on the court for us. Went out there first quarter. He shot five shots. He went 0 for 5, didn't play the rest of the game. But, what again, what I can appreciate is it was Kobe being Kobe. He was not going to sit here and let somebody else tell him, okay, no, you can't play. I'm going to test this out. We're going to see if we can do it, and then I'll make the determination from there. But – he went out there, Lakers still won, so we got to see his show. Steve Nash went crazy. Dwight Howard had a few dunks, but um, it was just good to see he was still willing to get out there for the fans like myself who might have, you know, only had that one opportunity to see. One thing I can say from excuse me, his rookie season when he had the game against Utah and in the playoffs, and he shot like two air balls yeah. or so in the, in the playoff game. Everybody was like, why is this kid – you have to remember, why is this kid even in the league? Remember, Phil Jackson did not want anything to do with Kobe Bryant initially mm-hmm. until he got with Kobe Bryant. Yep. And then all that changed, right? Yep. Three championships. Right, right, right. You remember – see that? Five total. Five total, <laughs> right. So he uh, did find, uh, found a way to get – a way to win with him. Yeah, but what he did not know at the time was Kobe was going to be a star. And the next season – uh, when he made his first All-Star game as a role player right. off the bench, and he started because the fans wanted to see him. Did he not put on a show? Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And it showed then that he was going to be one of the ambassadors, one of the the, the, the highest 
superstars in the game. You know, the the first title, you know, uh, when they went against the Pacers. I hated the Pacers. But my thing was <laughs> they – it showcases that they was ready for championship dynasties. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and then they got the back-to-back and playing against the Nets. I'm going to be honest, they didn't play against real good opponents that in those finals. But, hey, you get what you get. Yeah. You know what I mean? And – you know how they, you know, was able to sweep them and how he did in those finals. It indicated, I think it was what game five of the two thousand finals mm. when yeah. he had dominated yeah, he that went game. Off. Yeah, yeah. He went off. It that's when you knew this guy's going to propel beyond anything we could ever ask for. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I actually that that seventy sixes finals that was the year that they were sixteen and one in the fifteen and one in the yep. playoffs. I remember. Of course, this is back before the internet for kids out here. That was a day before the internet, uh, or before the internet was like huge. I was watching the NBA playoffs and like actually keeping up with the bracket on a like a big like piece of paper <laughs> I took from school, <laughs> and I kept asking myself though throughout that whole playoffs. So how is the Lakers the only team that's losing? And of course, Kobe and Shaq, but they were like going out there, and I remember vividly watching them against the Spurs, and I was thinking, like, I've never seen the Spurs lose by 30 points a game. And that, that was a testament to, uh, obviously, Shaq's dominance, but also Kobe's dominance and what they were doing at that time. was That's really where I started to gain pride about, okay, like, I'm a Lakers fan. Like, this is where this is going. And, obviously, they both went on to have great careers. Kobe, you know, all the endless accomplishments, 81-point game. I mentioned, of course, my favorite moment being the Achilles we talked about, you know, all the finals appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to Bill Simmons the other day talk about the 08 Olympics and how he took that game over when, again, you're playing with all of the best players in the league and nobody else wants to take the reins and take the game over. That was the redeemed team. Because yeah, you yes. remember back before they got the bronze. Yeah, before they got the bronze, and that was unacceptable. Shoot, unacceptable. Two years before that, they didn't even medal at all during the FIBAs. Yep. Right. So – that was a – it was a determination from Kobe Bryant to say, we're going to bring home this gold medal back to the States. And that's what they did. You know, that's what he was about. Mm-hmm. You know, he – well, he had a good group around him, man, you know, getting together to get that gold medal. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, uh, one of the high accomplishments probably more than anything, you know, of the titles is probably winning the gold medal for the United States. So sure. that was just excellent, man, excellent timing for that. And – I'm gonna be real. In '08, when they were against the uh, the Celtics, yep, yep. I was like, I'm looking at this rivalry all again, man. And I'm like, I want the Celtics to destroy the Lakers, <laughs> yeah. man. And then watching that Game Six and watching them walk off the floor, he's like, I'm gonna be back. Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be back. And they got they got thirty ball. Yeah. If I'm, I'm not mistaken, yeah, you might be selling a little short, it might have been closer to forty. Than yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they killed us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like it was letting you know up front. They was coming back. Then the next season they win, and then they had the rematch against the Celtics and beat them. Yeah, man. Stand on the table, putting the five fingers up, man. Mm-hmm. So, before we wrap up, James, last words, man. Man, this is this is this is tough, man. Yeah. When like when I got the, the the text on Sunday, I I couldn't believe it. And then yeah. you look at like oh, it's TMZ, man. Like this, right? I mean, TMZ is it's crazy. It's is it's turning into a reliable source now. So now you got to just keep. Scrolling and keep looking, and then you just, you you slowly find out who else was on there. Yeah. You know, once I found out, you know where they was headed. You know, I I figured you know Gigi was on there with them because you know they was always together. Man. So I mean, if you could get anything out of that, you know, 
that you know he went out with with his with his daughter right. but it's it's just sad man it's it's never going to be another Kobe you know people say you know it's never going to be another MJ but it's it it'll never be another Kobe you know somebody that had that the type of game he had and then have that mentality yeah yeah I, sure. don't, I don't think we're going to see that again no man uh and I think that's that's really where the sadness hit home for me um Losing Gigi with him, that that really is tough because you saw them together so much, especially recently, um, you know, at Lakers games and him taking her to WNBA games and and college basketball games too. So um, prayers, thoughts, love out to Vanessa Bryant and the rest of the Bryant family. Uh, Also want to give a shout-out to the other families that lost loved ones uh, in the crash on last Sunday. Uh, the Altabelli family, Alyssa Altabelli, uh, her mother Carrie, her father John, uh, Christina Miser, who's a coach for the Mamba Academy, uh, Peyton Chester, as well as uh, Peyton's mother Sarah Chester, uh, along with the pilot Ara Zobayan. So um, this has been, of course, another episode of the Price Check Podcast. It's Kobe Bryant, man. We love you. Never forgotten. Um, and until we see you again. I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Missouri Sports Bar and Grill. They've been in business for over 40 years. They're located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They're the new home of the XFL STL Talk Show. Give them a call, 314-202-8791 if you want to place an order. Remember, they stay open at 3 a.m. And they're going to be the home where we'll be doing our tailgate for home and away games. That is Missouri Sports Bar and Grill, located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They make you feel like at home because you are. Hey, this is Ashley Wright of the Sports with Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In the Zone network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got T-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In the Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In the Zone network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring Satisfaction Guarantee. Go online today at teespring.com slash in-the-zone-network.